That's my best friend, J-Dubs, and he's having a bad day, so please be nice to him. I'm not having a bad day. A hectic day. Yeah. I'm jumping all over the place, jumping through hoops. You're amazing the fact that you can work on another show and then come do this show. This, my friend, is the reason why, to me, you should win uh, WJFK Employee of the Year. That and you're severely underpaid. Well, I'll agree with both of them, but I don't want the employee of the year. Hey, let's uh, let's just, you know, give retard a bone. Just give me a raise. Oh, you know what's funny, too? Um, remember they used to give that out at our station? Yeah. Our old station that we worked at? The station that we'd sleep at almost every night because we'd have to uh, work real late doing uh, stuff, and then we'd have to be up early to board up the morning shows on two different stations. Hey, did, does it ever work out where the person who really deserves... No matter where it is, the person who truly deserves Employee of the Year gets it. No. You know why? Because the Employee of the Year never talks about the fact that they should be Employee of the Year. They really just do their job and they don't want the accolades. You know what I, I mean? want the accolades. But I, I don't want it in the, in the WJFK um, uh, green room or anything. I don't want the plaque anywhere. Who I'm, works harder than you here? Seriously. And you. Okay. Fair enough. The hardest working show in America. Working on two, sometimes three other shows. <laughs> it's uh, FN J-Dubs. How we have the stamina to go for you through 1 o'clock in the morning? Energy drinks. 180. <laughs> That's what it is. 180 and frozen dinners. But we're not here to bitch. We're here to uh, hang out with you. Yeah. If you want to bitch, you're more than welcome to. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. And on top of all the work that I do around here, I'm moving, too. I'm yeah. moving into a new apartment. You know what? That's why you're so stressed. Yeah. There's, I would say planning a wedding and moving are probably the two most stressful things that you can that you can be leading up to at this point of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Early 20s, uh, mid-20s, you're in that place right now. You're probably not getting married soon, are you? No. What kind of a wedding you you and your chick going to have? If we do get married, uh, it's going to be a very small, probably even a little. Really? Yeah. You're not even going to invite me. 
No, you. Uh, we, we would uh, we would fly out like two friends of each of ours, you know, to be the witnesses. Sweet. But when's yeah. this gonna happen? Before the end of the year? No. Come on. The, I'll be, bo both of us will probably be in our thirties at the time. Seriously? Yeah. No, we won't even be in radio. I'll be surprised if we're in radio by the end of this year. <laughs> the way things have gone so far in the first month of the hideout. So you're moving though right now. Yeah. So where are you moving from? We're moving from Alexandria into uh, Falls Church right next to Tyson's. Look at you moving up in line. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, you're actually from the area. Is that actually a step up from Alexandria to Falls Church? Of course. Is it? where I live. Oh, you live in Falls Church, too. Actually, actually I'm going to live like five minutes away from him. Get out of here. So it'll be me, Sideshow, if he ever talks to me again, and Dub's hanging out without Hefe. Yep. And here I am in Silver good. Spring. Yeah, you got to get out of there. I really do. I do need to move. Why are you moving? We're moving because uh, Krista, my girlfriend, got a new job, and uh, she uh, will be, like, right down the street from it. All right. Well, good. That's good. So, I mean, yeah, it's man. a very practical move. If, it, if there wasn't those kinds of reasons, we wouldn't be moving right now. You know, and you're a good dude, too, because you're willing to move for your chick's well, job. Come on. She moved all the way across the country for my job. At least I can move a few towns over so she can be close to hers. From what I've heard, you're living in a nicer area now and your rent is still cheaper than Hefe's. Is it? What are you paying? Um, 11 something. Yeah, yeah, it's still cheaper than me. Really? I live in Silver Spring. I live in a rat hole. Hey, Dubs, you'll be able to make it home long before Hefe will. Shut up. Yep. By the way, you know what this means? I'm going to be at your place constantly, because if your place is where you say it is, it's right in between the station and my house. Yeah, it's perfect. We're going to be playing video games constantly. I mean, yeah. it's just going to happen all the time. You and me hanging out, playing the vid games. And I'm excited about that. Plus, soon my life's going to get a lot easier. And I'll be rolling in here between 5, 7 o'clock. Oh, by the way, you and Tommy have to help me move. Uh, yeah. But I know Bateman has back issues. And I believe the News Hounds are playing that weekend. No, so... you're going to skip the News Hounds game. And Bateman's <laughs> going to get one of those queer things they wear at, uh, at uh, Big Lots to guard <laughs> their back. You're moving? Yeah. God damn, man. There's nothing worse than helping buddies move. In fact, we, Cameron went through a move. And we helped him move one thing, that stupid-ass slot machine. Oh, that thing was... I have nothing that weighs as much as that slot machine, so you have nothing to worry about. Serious? Even yeah. your big-ass HDTV? Yeah, I'm guaranteeing it does not weigh as much as that slot machine. Uh, Patrick, you're in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing, bro? What's going on? Well, actually, I just heard someone talking about they moved rather close to their girl, but I moved from Boston two and a half years ago. To be down here with my girl. Mm -hmm. Hey, what? Ever since I moved down here, it's not the same as Boston, man. And I can't wait to move back. Now, is the relationship different, or do you just miss Boston? Uh, both. You know, I, I miss Boston, but at the same time, you know, up in Boston, I used to be able to shows. Ever since I moved down here, you have to go to D.C. And every time you go to D.C., everybody just wants to be seen, man. You know. It's not the same crowd. Well, I mean, I, me and my chick have lived together for about two years, a little over two years, actually. So I'm not really worried about that, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, this is just moving closer to her job. So you, does that mean you're breaking up with your chick, Patrick? Oh, dude, man, I get married in July. <laughs> oh, so you're taking her back with you then, right? 
Oh, yeah, actually, probably the next year. She has one more year to teach her contract, and that's it, man. I'm moving back to Boston. Good for you, brother. Go home, man. Go home. Right I, on, brother. You take it easy, bro. I feel you. God, I'd go back to Dallas in an instant. Really? All Gavin Spittle has to do is call me, and I am moving. I'm not even kidding. No, we don't want to work for a guy named Spittle. Whatever. We work for a gray. We work for a lion wand. I want to work for a Spittle. I, I Spittle to be my new best friend. <laughs> I should MP3, MP3 this to him. It's the hideout on Live 105.3 Dallas. Um, so you're moving, and i got to help you move. Yeah, I, and I hope you can uh, fit all of my stuff into your uh, your little car because... Into my, into my Civic? Yeah. Because all i got to... Maybe, maybe what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll uh, put your Civic and my Cavalier right next to each other. And strap whatever we need on top, and we'll just drive right next to each other the whole way over there. No. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? <laughs> I see you talking over there, so the, I figure I'll throw something totally outlandish the down. Cab and the, the cab and the Civic running along, and how dare you, Bateman passing me love, love notes, and i got to sit here and have you try to slide things by me. So what do you want to do? Should we ask to see if we can use the JFK van? Yeah. Well, I you know I use that I use that to pick up my current furniture right now, and it tore my furniture up. Really? Because you're gonna not, need a moving van. Yeah, I need a moving van or a moving truck. I was yeah, a truck. Yeah. Can we just put this out on the air and see if anybody has a moving truck for you? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't want. Uh, I getting a moving truck and giving the license and the insurance and stuff. We gotta have a listener who delivers some sort of something who will allow us to use their their truck, even yeah. during an overnight move. Are there any listeners out there that want to let us use their truck? If you own a company that uses those big box trucks, give us a call at 866-277-4969 and let us borrow it. Hey, let me ask you. can drive it. Let me ask you this, I'll bro. I'll you a free pack of beer. Let me ask you this: You cannot give out beer. That is against uh, the rules, even well, if it is. Maybe, friends. maybe me and you will uh, will watch some TV together and happen to drink some Coronas. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this: What if we get like a whole hideout moving team, where it's me, you, Bateman, Oddball, Matt Albert? I'm down. Fairfax Mike. I'm down. You down with Fairfax Mike? Yeah. Hey, bro, you're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. What's happening? What's going on, fellas? Hey, I'm moving this week too. Are you? Where are you going? I'm moving out to Fair Lakes, actually. I got it set up with a pretty silly little deal, man. Yeah. 500 bucks, basement, walkout, patio, uh, brick fireplace, my own little, uh, garage. You're living, the, nice. li you're living the life of Spoon. Well, you know. And you know what the hottest part about it is? What's that? My roommate is a hot milk with no self-esteem. Oh, look at you, man. I'm going to be lurking in the basement. But you don't want her to know where you live then, because then she's going to be with you all the time. She's going she's gonna to be stomping on her kitchen floor for a booty call. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. That's even easier, man. That's even easier. Hey, you want to help Dubs move? Um, no. Why not? He can have Bateman, because I've already recruited Bateman. Me and Bateman have already talked about this. He's mine. Uh, hey, what, well, what weekend are you moving? Uh, all, what can we do? I'll call this week, man. I've been moving crap oh, stuff I... back and forth. It's such a stress, man. It's it's almost to the point where I just want to buy disposable plastic stuff from now on out and just leave it in the apartment that I used to live in. That's a great point, man, because there's some stuff in my apartment now that I know. I, I don't know how I got it in, and I know that it's going to be a bitch getting out. And I'm just thinking, man, I just may leave that sofa. It's exactly. a couple years old. I'm not I'm... really into it anymore. 
I'm going to the awesome. effort to, use a, to move a busted Ikea couch that I bought like six years ago for yeah. 200 bucks, you know? Why even go through? Hey, by the way, Fairfax Mike, are you still going to be going to the Women Against Bush singles event with Bateman Thursday night? Oh, my God. That, me and Bateman are going trolling Thursday night. All right, brother. All the ladies that will be down there. All right. And, uh, uh, Mike, coming to town. and Mike, you're helping. <laughs> All right, I'll help. You're in. All right, brother. Thanks, man. And we'll be dot org. We're going to have Karen back on. We check in with her once a month just to see what's going on leading up to this election here. And Fairfax, Mike, if you don't want to help carry stuff, you can at least help by bringing some lunch over from our uh, Thursdays. Now, who wants to help Dubs move? This is what it is. Is this how we give out the Girls Gone Wild DVD America Uncovered with Doug Stanhope? Is that what you want to do? Hey, whatever gets it done. I just need a big truck to move everything with. I, You know what? I, only in one trip I can get the stuff I need with a big truck. Really? Yeah. One trip with a big truck. Matt Albert. What's up? Uh, what's up? Why are you calling? You don't even have a license. Uh, I could get robbed. Uh... What's, now, what's going on? Hey, what, first of all, would you help Dubs move? Yeah, I would help And Dubs. let me ask you this, Dubs. Let's say somebody actually comes through with a box truck. Yeah. Let's say a few of our listeners are going to help you move. Do you really want them knowing where you live? I could give a damn less. I don't, I, don't, I don't think people are as creepy as you think they are. I'm convinced, man, and I'm not even kidding. I am convinced people are as, as creepy, if not creepier, than, uh, than you would say. Hold on. I, I would let Matt Albert know where I live. If they knew where you live, they could you know, take your shirts and take them back the same day. Shut up, Matt. Hey, Shafee, we're on the air. What do you want? I just wanted to say line from Detroit. Let's go Pistons. Did they advance? They advanced to fun. Wow. I, I heard they were down pretty bad earlier, too. All right, brother. Maybe we'll call you a little later on in the show. <laughs> Viva. So, Viva. Matt, you said uh, you might have a way to help me? Yeah. If Rob can uh, get me a ride. Now, what's going on with you in driving school? Oh, I had my first in-car lesson <laughs> today. Do you know anybody with a box truck? <laughs> no, but I could practice on the box truck. Did you fit into the uh, the little... It was um... a Toyota Corolla. I, 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 I had no trouble. Really? Yeah. I I take uh, my turns a little wide. I'm surprisingly. sure. We had to put a bumper sticker on your back that says make wide turns. Could just strap the couch onto me and I could... Taking it to the box truck. All right, we'll see you later. See you, bag. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. 866-277-4969. No one's going to call to give you a box truck. Well, no, they can drive it. No one's going to call. Pay no one's going to call to help you move. Why not? I, you know who I say helps you move? Who? Various. Various. If Various has a box truck, he can help me move. And I'll show him where I live. I don't care. He's going to rent one. <laughs> there it is. And you don't even care about that, do you? If people want to rent one for you. Yeah. All right. This is basically getting a free pass to J-Dubs' new apartment. And to me, that could be a lot of fun. I like this. This is the ultimate giveaway. Hang out with J-Dubs. A weekend with J-Dubs. Because that's what it's going to take, a weekend to move you, right? Oh, no. Uh, the big stuff is all. the only thing I need help moving, and it'll take about an hour. Now, have you asked Ron or Fez to help you move yet? No. What about Wonder Boy? No. So you're just going to put this on the hideout? Yeah. Why is it always us stuck helping, move, helping to move you? Every time. I, I helped I had, you. I had to drive out and help you move. I helped you. When? 
When you were moving out of Lansing. You came over for one day, drank a little beer, and took pictures I of you did. holding a plunger. I did not. That was J-Dubs' goodbye present. That was... I was oh, okay. You wanted the goodbye present like Lefty gave you? A queer picture of us sitting together framed? By the way, I got a Lefty update. Stay yeah. tuned for that. That's our buddy who we called his boss. But getting back to this. So J-Dubs comes over. It's the last day of my moving, packing up uh, after getting fired in Michigan and getting ready to move out here to D.C., Dubs comes over, loads like three things, basically like baseball bats, grabs a plunger, That's such bull. and then starts taking pictures no, with my want... Polaroid camera How would I take holding a... a plunger. How would I take the pictures myself with a Polaroid of me holding the camera? You were forcing my chick at the time to do that. Hey, no. get a picture of this. This is how I want you to remember me. This is going to be us because we're never going to get a job in radio again. Hey. And now here we are back on the radio, and you begging people like Steve here, who was in the hideout, to help you move. Steve, you're on WJFK. You there? Yeah. What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Can you help Dubs? Yeah. How are you going to help Dubs? I got a box truck. My dad does. Would you be able to use it? Yeah, I'd be able to use it. What is it? <laughs> when are we, we going to make this happen? Turn off your radio, by the way, just in case. I think you're. I don't think you're listening to us. Are you available? Yeah. What is it, this weekend? No, the 20th. Dubs, I just did you a favor and hung up on Steve. I, I, Steve, call back and get a box truck. <laughs> I know. I don't care. I know you want to move. You don't want Steve's help. I do want Steve's help. Yeah? Steve's good people. Yeah? I can I can handle it for the 15 minute drive it takes to get over to my new apartment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure thing. All right, now here's this. People are telling me on the AOL for broadband instant messenger. We need incentives to help. If you can get some beer, I'll help out. So I that, can get some beer. I don't know if you'll be able to consume the beer. So that's what it is. Hey, by the way, is Oddball uh, is Oddball here? Because I want I think he is. I think he's back in the back. Oddball, come on in if you get a chance. I want to talk about him because he's making what's got to be the hellish of all hell commutes. Are you still doing this, bro, with your drive? Oh, hell yeah. Wow. And you're in West Virginia right now, right? I'm staying with family, yes. And you're, and you're driving all the way down here to Fairfax? Every day. For this job? Yeah, imagine that. Wow, brother. Dedication. Now, are you... Steve shows up at the uh, time for uh, raises. Yeah, exactly, in time for raises. Mm. There he is, the WJFK Employee of the Year. Yeah. Who needs J-Dubs when you got Oddball? <laughs> now, I feel like a, kind of like a dick complaining that I don't have a box truck. Exactly. When this guy's living in West Virginia right hey, Oddball, now. do you have a box truck? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm you... looking to move myself. Uh, imagine that. Anyway, you, got, you, you have any places around here? You need any help with that? You want to move in with a listener? <laughs> it depends. Really? <laughs> Only if she has a vagina. Hey, that you you're go. looking for, huh? What? Did, how do you? This is a question I have for you, bro. Yep. Driving from West Virginia during the odd night hours that you're probably driving, how do you stay awake? How long is that commute? It's about 93 miles from door to door. Ooh. God, what are you doing for 93 miles? How are you? How are you keeping yourself entertained? Loud rock and roll and lots of caffeine. Seriously? Seriously? And how do you keep yourself awake here at the station working the overnight? Uh, I've actually started uh, exercising in the studio, believe it or not. That's a good one. That's a good... One way to stay awake. You know, I used to master the uh, five-minute sleep. 
Yeah. You know, well, you, you turn up you turn up the radio really loud, the monitor, yeah. and you feel like you can wake up and maybe try to listen for the out cues to, to take the commercial breaks. That's funny to ask the third shifters, the skank shifters, what it is that they can do to keep themselves awake during the overnight. You know, when I worked the overnights, you know what I did to stay awake? Eat. That, yeah. was, that was like my thing. Every two hours, I, I, would, I would have something to eat. I would do easy. And that time, so goddamn fat now. When I did the, the six-hour shift at the New Rock Station overnights every night, I would smoke over a pack during that six-hour shift just because every chance I'd get, I'd go outside and smoke a cigarette. Do you think about maybe um, taking care of yourself uh, either during the drive or the overnight shift? Now, there's enough uh, problems on the road trying to avoid the uh, semis and the deer and everything that run across the road. I can't afford to, to be any more distracted. All right. Dubs and I have both admitted to yeah. taking care of ourselves while making commutes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. At one point, I guess I spent two years driving from Ann Arbor to Lansing, and that is a ye that is a uh, an hour, 60 miles doorstep to doorstep. I did it for two years, killed a car, a little crappy Ford Escort that I had. But is that why cars nowadays... Are basically living rooms now. Yeah. Because that's why you have. Is that why you have the DVD players, the leather seats, the whole thing? Is is it because of the fact that people are making these hellish commutes? Because here's the thing: How long are you in the car? Uh, ninety minutes, probably. Easily. Yeah. So you're in the car ninety minutes, but you're driving during off hours usually. So yeah, it's really uh, on the way home. It's early in the morning or at night. It's you know, in the late evening. But I'll tell you this as well. I mean, there are people who maybe live in Manassas or maybe is like Centerville who commute into the city who are spending 90 minutes in the car as well. But oh, yeah, trying to, rush hour around here? they're just trying to do 66. Yeah. That's why I want to move closer over here. Yeah. So you that, have to go through the city every time you come here. And now with my new schedule that's about to happen where I won't be working with Don and Mike anymore and I'll be coming in about 4 or 5 o'clock trying to get from Silver Spring on the <laughs> outer loop in 66 to Fairfax. Yeah, another 90-minute commute. It's almost worth it to come in at 2 o'clock to not have to sit in traffic for an hour. Oh, definitely. And, um, and crash on the Ron Fez couch. And... Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Sometimes what you got to do, like... And you notice there are other things you do in your car as well. I mean, for there are, there are the pleasuring things and the extreme situations. But, like, you pick your nose in the car. Oh, yeah. And, and you, you act like nobody can see it. Yeah, things that you you wouldn't do if you were sitting in front of somebody. You do your car. Well, you 35 know? miles an hour, who's going to see you dig up your nose anyway? Well, I do. I always like to look over and see what people are doing. Well, I mean, if they're beside oh, you, I, yeah, but, I mean. The other day, someone digging and pulled their finger out and blood just went all down their face. <laughs> they caught a vein. It was the funniest Eat damn thing. There, and, like, they're, I just see them tip their head back real quick, put their finger on their nose, and just <laughs> covered their hand covered in blood. And I'm laughing my ass off was it, sitting next to them. Was it a morning commute or an afternoon? It was uh, It was actually lunchtime. I, I was down. So they had to somehow get back to work. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about that as well. You know, um, I used to actually, in my, in my Jeep Wrangler, I kept a booger collection. And so growing up through high school and college when I had this Jeep. What's this, Ren and Stimpy? I yeah, would, really. Oh, I, I don't know. I would, I would pick and I would rub it underneath my seat. And I had, like, I guess the leather seat and it was just, like, completely crusted. And my magic nose goblins. And my, step, <laughs> my stepbrother, who I ended up giving the car to when he went to the University of Oklahoma or Oklahoma University, um, had to sit there. And he said it took him two days to scrub at all this disinfectant. So that he could, you know, get all of the boogers completely out of there. You're, you're filthy. 
And you know, I, I, I can't believe I'm saying that to you, but you're filthy. And you know what's great about that as well is whenever you got a Jeep, you can take the doors off. And so, you know, you stick a nice wet one underneath your chair. The wind is flapping through, and it immediately dries it up. Just crusts it up. Anyway, that's just me and my, uh, my picking habits. Billy Bob, you're in the hideout on JFK. Hey. What's up, brother? I got this great story, man. One time I was at school with my friend. We got there kind of late, and uh, we're sitting in the parking lot, right? And we look over to our right. And we see this girl, and she's saying, you guys are talking about picking noses and stuff. This girl was sitting there popping pimples on her face. <laughs> oh. And just saving them on her finger and putting it on her steering wheel and saving them and saving them. And saving hey, them. let me ask you this, Billy Bob. Was she using one or two hands? Oh, she was using two. Oh. And so she's not even driving. No, no, no. We were in the parking lot. Like, we got to the... Oh. <laughs> All right. I take my finger off the dump. Okay. Um, a related story... In high school, uh, I had these. Uh, I was friend, and he had an older brother and sister. Uh, no, actually, an older brother, and his, him and his girlfriend both had bad acne. And he said he came in one time, and they were there popping each other's heads. True love. <laughs> I, I, can you imagine just seeing two lovebirds sitting there? No. <laughs> taking turns. Taking turns, popping each other's zits. It was one of the most disgusting stories I ever heard. And w w he told us, like, the day after, you went up and looked at him, had little scabs all over their face from where they were getting... Is it better to pick at them, to pop them, or just to let them run their course? I think let them run their course. I, that... Because if you pick them, I mean, I I hear like a bunch of them will come back, but I don't think that's true. But I know it's true that you'll get craters. I know my little brother. I feel bad for my little brother. I talked to my mom the other day, and she's out at Walmart. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she yells it real loud because she's, she's walking with him. He's going through that awkward stage. Yeah. She's like 8th grade, ninth grade. I'm walking around trying to get some clear seal for your little brother. He's got zits all over his back. And she's just real loud in Walmart yelling this. And I imagine what it's like for my poor little brother, who's probably a mo, yeah. sitting there walking with my big fat mom as she yells about the acne on his back. And that's the worst, too, when you got that. I had that as a kid growing up. Well, I had, it, I had it on my buttocks. Well, now it's replaced by hair for me. It's no longer acting. It hasn't been replaced yet for me. <laughs> now I you still, got both? I still have... No, I, I don't have the hair. I just still have a very bad boil problem. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Oh, we got to get a couple of commercials. Uh, clear cell, hop on this show. Apparently, this is the show you need to be at. It's the Hideout 106.7. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll put it on the website and run like run like a test on my ass. Like one left cheek, clear cell, right cheek, no clear cell. See what happens. Yeah. By the way, that right website's radiohideout.com. We'll be back in two two. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. The Hideout. Brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. The Hideouts. Well, look. I've got a little proposition for you. LFA. I will pay you $1 million to sleep with your friend here. G-Dubs. $1 million. One night. Cash. Just throw that out. You two mull it over. Get back to me. Get back to Specializing in homoerotic humor, the hideouts, LFA and J Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. We need to do something kind of moish. Yeah, it's been a little while. 
Welcome back into the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Kiss me with that beautiful goatee you got there, you strapping man, you. That's Dubs, I'm El Jefe. Let me lick your teeth. Babin in the back, oddball taking your phone calls. What? Um, 866-277. How's your groin feeling? 49-69. Right, here's the situation. Go to RadioHideout.com. Get the directions coming up Thursday night. Another chance for you to get qualified for the trip 4-2 to Mazalan, Mexico. Airfare. Hey, Bateman, give him a back rub while he's doing this. Hotel accommodations. Five nights to qualify. Thursday night, the next opportunity at J.J. Muldoon's in Gaithersburg as I host the WJFK Karaoke Contest. Maryland, this is your one and only opportunity uh, as, the, as the next stop on the Karaoke Contest Tour is at J.J. Muldoon's. So make sure you get to that. Gaithersburg, Maryland, 301-258-8866. Go out and see El Jefe. He's a pretty girl. And, in fact, while you're on RadioHideout.com, I guess we should do a little update. If you go to the Names to Know section, um, all, of, uh, all of the same names, I guess, you will hear over and over on the show. The website's a, really a roadmap for you to get to know the show, understand the show, especially for those of you that are new to listeners, RadioHideout.com. At the R section, there is Reamer, and it, it says, Current Morning Man at a new rock station in Little Rock, Arkansas, former co-worker of Al Jefe and J-Dubs in Michigan, used to pretend he was Jewish, so his co-workers and friends would think he was a good business person. Occasionally, he will call in as a fake guest. Well, now he is calling in as a real guest and a guy that is ready to beg for a job. Reamer! Oh, yeah. oh God. Well, welcome back into the hideout, man. What's up, you Jewish bastard? If you want to do something Moish, you could do, you know, with your uh, karaoke contest, something. You guys should make some sort of bet. I don't know what you got going on on the show tonight. But the loser would have to, like, rub butter on the karaoke contest while this person sings with a shirt off. And this is this is the thing, Dubs and Reamer did a show together back in Lansing, a Saturday night show that lasted about three weeks before they got yanked off the air for saying for what? What did you say, J Dubs? I'm not saying it again. One more time, let's hear it. Rape victims are opportunistic bitches. All right. That's what they said. Your sons of bitches. It was Reamer. I was completely uh, blown away, and I thought that was completely inappropriate. Yeah, I can't believe you said it. So let, let me ask you about this, bro. Right now, the economy, I guess, is on an upward turn. I don't understand. You hear conflicting reports constantly, depending on which news channel you talk to and which bias uh, they have. You, however, are out of a job. Is this correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, bro. What happened? Uh, oldies, my friend. We are now no longer a new rock station because we're oldies. And apparently, like, I can't pimp, you know, Pampers or Centrum or anything else like this that the old man would use. I have no geriatric purpose, apparently, my company told me. So you can't sit there and introduce, like, Beach Boys songs and the Beatles and stuff like that? I would think so. Like, here's a good one to reload your Pampers to or something, you know, and fire it off. <laughs> and this guy, Reaver is like... The, whenever you hear shock jock, I mean, that's what Reamer is. Yeah. Let's face it. He's, he says it just to shock. It's exactly oh, what he does. Now, I'm all talent. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what is this? You were telling me a story you've now filed for unemployment? Oh, it's terrible. What? That was the worst experience I've ever had today. <laughs> I'm, I was trying to get, like, recruited by all these cults down there, seriously. And this is in Little Rock, now, right? Now you... Right, yeah, in Little Rock. And first off, it's like, I, I went down there with another buddy who was fired at the same time. 
And uh, the guy in the room, I literally think that he might, and I'm not joking when I say that I think he was racist, because it was weird. It was mostly black people on, in the unemployment room, just today happened to be a fact. Mm -hmm. And, like, he handed me the papers to fill out, and when he handed me the papers, he kind of left his hand sitting up there a little bit with a palm facing me, and I think he might have been in the KKK or, like, saluting Hitler or something like that when he gave it to me. So he's trying to pass you some sort of gestures with his hands. He was, and then he kind of like, you know, like a clear his throat thing, except I think he was saying death to the Jews in like German. I just couldn't understand it. And this, now, this is what his radio show was the whole time. I did not win. Jesus. But no, and then he would, and you're like, I'll just hand up for a little bit, and I'm thinking, this is really weird. Shut up. Stop lying. Now he's just lying. <laughs> Shut up. You saluted him back. I, I convicted the Muslim afterwards. It was great. Now, uh, now uh, where have you uh, sent your stuff out to to get a new job? All places I'm way underqualified for, or way, over, way underqualified for. I, I told you this back in the day in Lansing when you know, you're a part-timer, you can't get a job anywhere in radio. I like to send it out to like New York, you know, K-Rock. Uh, yeah, we used to do that all the time, just send it out to like... letters on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say, thank you, please fill out the EEO. You know, <laughs> you know I, I used to send them to all the big places, and I, was and I thought it was really funny when I got the rejection letter from, uh, from you know, K-Rock in New York. Mm -hmm. But I found it very depressing when I got a rejection letter from, like, Grass Lake, Iowa. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and now, but what Dubs used to do when he would send out his packages, because we've all gone through the point where we send out a resume maybe we're not getting the job so we try to do something to spruce up our resume you know do something to set ourselves apart what dubs did is i snap what i did i snapped dubs went online found a whole bunch of pictures of retarded people performing jobs well it was one retarded kid one retarded kid who was doing a bunch of different things. And you and you put together a flip book. <laughs> as, as to why... I'm J-Dub, and I work in radio. And he's called Radio R-A-D-E-E-O, I think. And everything was, like, backwards and written in crayon on my head. Yeah, so he... Yeah, the kid had, like, a huge forehead and drool coming down his chin. It was fantastic. <laughs> I remember the day he made it, and he came over to me, and he was so proud, and he had his big smile on his face, like, this is for sure going to land me big time. <laughs> I, I figured, you know, nothing else has worked. You know, <laughs> might as well, if my, if my tape isn't... People, they'll be at the top of the list for most people's job candidates. If my tape isn't going to do anything, I might as well make them laugh with the goddamn uh, the resume. And what did the final page of the flip book say, the retarded flip book to hire J-Dubs? It said, uh, hire, hire me at your radio station or you hate people with Down Syndrome. <laughs> So you know what we need to do? We need to get Bad Monkey to scan this flipbook because we have it here at the station, don't we? I don't know where it went though. It's still around here somewhere, I think. And we got to put that up on RadioHideout.com because if you would see the position statement every time you go to commercial, yeah. we don't hate people with Down syndrome. Exactly. In fact, we thrive on. Hey, um, do you want us to call your boss too and yell at him for firing you? I have no idea what his phone number is. Oh man, because we did that for our buddy Lefty. In fact, I got a voicemail from Lefty. I think that's it right there, J Dubs. Let's see if uh, let's see let's let's listen to this. And Reamer, let's get I guess to get everybody caught up on this. Here's what happened. We had a buddy of ours who actually let's should we? What do you think, Bateman? You 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 produced this bit. What should we do? Should we play the voicemail first 
Or should we play the actual call that we place? Probably the call, I would think. Yeah, that's track number one then. All right, so here's the situation. One of our friends in Lansing, where we all work together, Reamer, Dubs, myself, Shafee, our buddy Lefty, one of, the, one of our other buddies there got fired. We heard some reasons why he got fired. He was told different reasons. So we did what any, what any true friend would do. We called up the boss, and we stuck up for our friend, and we yelled at him. Uh, Reamer, you haven't heard this yet. I want to play this for you. This is myself, uh, Dubs on the phone, Shafee's on the phone, all talking to our ex-manager, Dave Johnson. And, and Lefty was on hold the whole time. Actually, he was uh, just not talking. He was on the phone, but he wasn't going to say anything because he's still working at the station. And he didn't want to get busted, even though he's playing John Cougar Mellencamp right now. For some reason, feels he needs to hold on to his $18,000 job. Alex, he still works here. He could be flipping papers down here. All right, so play the voicemail or the actual message we left for Dave Johnson. And uh, I want to I see what you think about this, Reamer. Go ahead, Dubs. We're on the air. We're on the air, Dave Johnson. Uh, welcome to the hideout with J-Dubs and El Jefe. Shafee is on the phone with us as well. As well as other people. And uh, I just want to tell you that I hate you. I think you're a big pussy for firing Dave Diamond. And uh, what's the reason? Seriously. The guy came into work on time. What he didn't say? A, what was the lame excuse? He didn't that say that he mispronounced some sponsor. That's the lame excuse. And don't think that we haven't heard what the real reason is that you fired Dave Diamond. Don't think that we don't know that it's probably illegal. And you know what the best part about this is right now? You're turning red. You're the, the veins are popping out. You fired us, you allegedly fired Stern, and you're in market 122. Dude, it keeps on falling, doesn't it? It was 119 when we left, and it just keeps on rolling down. Just like your goddamn career, you pussy. We'll see you in Lubbock, Texas. Shafee, what do you want to say to Dave Johnson? Yeah, how come when you fired me, you big push, you said that uh, you guys would take care of everything, and then you denied my unemployment, and when I went to get a court date after five months, you guys didn't even have the gall to show up after I had prepared a nice way to rip you an ass. And why, um, is, why is it that uh, Dubs and I get fired, and you allegedly fire Shafee, again, probably illegally, when he was out of town? And that's yeah. the problem we have with you. You can never stand up for yourself. You're always trying to lead by fear. No one fears you. They laugh at you with your red face and your veins. Loser. Yeah. Loser. And, and challenge me about how big my manhood is. Don't think I forgot about that. Yeah, don't think one we... Don't, what kind of queer-ass stuff was that? <laughs> well, don't Maybe think, you'll find out one day. Don't think we don't remember all the stories. Don't think we don't have all of that information, Dave Johnson. Don't think we don't remember. Don't what think is... we don't have Lefty on the phone with us. <laughs> because we don't. And here's... Don't. You can't jump that out anyway. It was not his voice at all. Here's the no. other thing, too. Here's... He's not on the phone with us. <laughs> here's the other thing, too. Seriously. Here's the other thing. Shafee's moved on. He's at the riff. Dubs and I are major market talk show hosts, and you keep tumbling down. Keep running Q106. Flipping the edge, that was a great idea, into my 92-1. That and, was a and great brainchild as well. And now the Q numbers are slipping, too? I wonder why. I wonder how all that happened, and you forced Bob Olson to fire us, and you forced him to fire someone who was always at work on time and who always worked hard for you and Dave Diamond. How dare you? Shame on you. Should have gave us mornings. And you're gonna have to risk. You're gonna have to live with that for the rest of your life. 
Dave, I hope you're happy. And look in the mirror with your red face as everybody laughs. And I'd like to publicly challenge you right now to not a fight, but I'll reiterate what I said earlier on this broadcast. Me and you on an exercise bike, first one to drop dead of a heart attack loses. And you know what? Don't worry about uh, letting everybody at the station listen to this because we'll uh, email to all of them. Yeah, we'll make sure everybody gets copied. Yeah, Yeah, what what up, Bob? Kevin Conrad, how you guys doing? You guys are cool. Stand up for yourselves. Stand up for yourselves. Everybody there has been good to us. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Scotty Truman, what are you doing? Stand up for yourself. The hideout, 1 o'clock, uh, 11 to 1, 866-277-4969. Feel free to give us a call. We'd love for you to come on the air. Hey, Dave, viva. Viva, Dave. All right. As I listen back to that, wow, we were kind of harsh. You're like a militant minority, dude. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah, I will turn up the phone. White people don't like to hear minorities scream like that. That scares the crap out of me. <laughs> Did you think we went too far? Well, you got a lot of pent up hostility. And then, yeah. Gee, that was just dropping the, the P word left and right. Yeah, I just call him a pussy nonstop. <laughs> I figured that'd get my point across. It's not like you want to like hide out in the bushes and rape his wife. No, no. Now let me say that I'm not even close to him anymore. What's the What's the next clip that we have of this, Bateman? What's going on here? It's uh, your best friend, Lefty, uh, thanking you for being such a great friend. All right, listen to this, uh, Reamer. Lefty, are you okay? I don't know. Seriously? Seriously, I don't know. Are you mad? Kinda, yeah. You know something, Lefty wasn't that. You could have just called him without calling me. Yeah, but you know something, we could have we could have said whatever we wanted, and uh, that's no proof that Lefty was on the line, so he's not going to get in any trouble. Well, he obviously has no problem firing people for no reason. That's what? true too. Why but... would he fire you? <laughs> Why would he fire you? What are his grounds? He doesn't really need grounds now, does he? Uh, but that's where you get legal things involved. Well, tomorrow, we, tomorrow, tomorrow we find out how good of a liar Lefty is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lefty, were you, were you on the phone? What are you talking about? No, it was Shafee, Alex, and that dub. How do you know that? I don't know. They told me about it. That's <laughs> so funny because obviously Lefty didn't want to be associated with the phone call. And then in the middle of it, Shafee says, oh, by the way, Lefty's not on the phone, and draws attention to the fact that he obviously was. Would you be pissed if this, if you were Lefty Reamer? Dude, you know when he sounded like this? You know when, like, your girlfriend is really, really annoying you, and, like, she's very upset but won't admit it? Yeah. And you have to, like, keep prodding her, what are you upset about, because you're starting to get That's what he sounds like. Yeah. That's what I thought, and I was like, come on, just say it. And even though that we know why he's pissed, we still want to hear him say it. We want you know? to, exactly. It's just like your chick. That's a great yeah. point. What's the next clip you got for us, Bateman, as we relive this? It's just one more thing of Lefty thanking you for being such a great friend. All right, let's hear this. <laughs> Lefty, I'm sorry, bro. All right. Don't be mad. Seriously. <laughs> Whatever, man. And the, are you really pissed? Well, that's real cool. Thanks. Way to be a friend. Sounds mean. Sounds pissed to me. Wait a second, though. Shafee's the one that said it. Am I wrong? It's your, no, it's your show. You're the one that's going on the show with you. It's your fault. I don't want to yeah. hear Shafee saying anything. You could have hung up, though, bro. No? That's so funny, Shafee. I love that son of a bitch because he'll throw you under a bus in two seconds. Yeah. He did it. He did it, and somehow it comes back to me. That is, the, that is the most womanly sounding man I've ever heard in my life right there, him complaining about it. Lefty, 
Well, I mean, I'd be, I'd be very mad, too, if I was about to lose my job. That's pretty funny, dude. All right, here's the final thing, okay? So here's the final thing, a voicemail that I got over the weekend from Lefty. Received May 30th at 4.26 p.m. What's going on? You did it. You got me fired. It's going to happen. I talked to Morlock. Apparently, uh, everybody, he, he got the message, and uh, it's going around the building like crazy that I was involved, and uh, I'm going down pretty soon. So, uh, yeah, right to the down. That's not long, I Call me back later. And the reply message. All right. Press. So, yeah, very nice. Um, and Phil's going to go over with a great wrestling player. This that is like a first full time job in radio. People give him some calls back up there. <laughs> you really set him up good in the industry, my friend. Now, but the thing is, he called me, too, and he uh, I actually talked to him right after he left you that message. Mm -hmm. And he didn't say anything about, you know, leaving you a message like that he's going to get fired or anything. He just said he, he called you and said, what's up? And apparently everybody who's heard it around the station didn't think it was funny. Yeah, no one thought it was, no one found any humor in it. And, and oh, what a surprise that no one can laugh while the dude was turning red and like exploding and stuff. And it's not only that, but it's not even about it being funny. It's about sticking up for a friend of yours. How often do you get the chance to stick it to the person who fired you and stand up for a friend who was actually fired? I'll be honest, we should, we should win some sort of a prize for this. A Marconi. For being good, I don't know if it was great radio, <laughs> but I would say that we were great friends. I, I used to be playing, playing like some American themed music in the background, like the national anthem right there, my friend. God damn a great man-on-man -man speech. Why didn't I think of that? Hey, so, so speaking of man-on-man -man love, so you've moved in with your girlfriend now that you met down in Little Rock? How does that have anything to do with man-on-man -man love? <laughs> well, you told me you were having some issues, though. Oh, it's awful. Was you know how much porn I deleted off my computer? I, I I said, let me tell you something. When you, I realized why I watched so much porno and, like, uh, spent some time alone pumping white oil in my room through college, because there's nothing to do throughout the entire day. And now that I'm on blood, i got nothing to do. And porno is, like, the best way to, to kill time on that. Can't do that now. I got, I got to delete all. All I got is, like, video cassette tapes that I dubbed off of uh, friends from college. That's it. Your girlfriend won't let you watch porn? Oh, this is a very weird situation. I don't want to be caught. What kind, of, what kind of Jesus freak are you dating now? People know what I'm into. I, I had to get rid of that. Because you, you're living with your chick. You're afraid you're going to get caught or something or what? Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, who knows what, what I got. I got some, I got like horses. And well, the funny thing is, I don't want this getting The funny thing is, like, uh, Reamer asked me to uh, find him transsexual porn. Well, I said a woman with a woman transsexual that would be like lesbianism, except there'd be a payoff at the end of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Shock Jock. That's our buddy Reamer who just got fired in Little Rock. Uh, Lisa Warden or whoever's in charge of DC 101, if you're smart, you'd hire him. Actually, Cameron. Yeah, if, hey, do you want to call Cameron and beg him for a job? Who's that? Our, our program director. Let's shout him up. All right, here we go. Hold on a second. Now, Shafee made a great... Oh, hold on. I forgot uh, his extension. Well, you can call Alan afterwards, too. I think this is it. <laughs> and just beg him for a job. Tell him about how great you are. This worked out really well for Shafee. Oh, did it. And I think Lefty's going to be using something like that as well. What's his name again? Cameron? Uh, Cameron Gray. He's, a, he's Jewish, just like you. Oh, good. You may want to play that card. 
Hi, this is Cameron Gray, Operations Director. Wait for the beep. Point seven WJFK. Leave me a message, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thanks for calling. I'll record your message at the tone. When you're finished, hang up or stay on the line for further options. Hey, Cameron Gray, this is Rima. I'm on the air with Hefe uh, and Dobbs. Do you guys want to say hello and like help me out a little bit or no? This is obviously a no. Well, anyway, they had me call because like, I'm a uh, Jewish man like you. I did away with a Nazi today. I'm fighting a good fight, and I'm unemployed, and I need a job. So I'll go back to the brother. How am I going to do it? I'm a call. <laughs> Sell yourself. Come on. I don't talk to me anymore. What? I'll tell you what, I went on this. I'll be like the corporate man. I'll turn it, I'll figure out what they're going to do that's illegal, inappropriate, and I'll tell you right above you. Get an extra hour of sleep tonight. Boom. I got no love for these two. Kate, I'm put, looks like he's a deep in the frozen sacks of meat. Finally retarded. Happy? The fan Spanish guy. What's he going to get me in life? Nowhere. Keep on going. No. You got 50 seconds left in the music. <laughs> I don't know how I was, was like, talking up a ramp here. Yeah, you got 50 seconds. Talk it up like his tool. Say what? Talk it up like his tool. My phone's coming out. Talk it up like it's, a, like it's your favorite song. Yeah. In the post. She should be playing all these in the background. I'll be talking to all these here. Talk to Cameron. Come on. Cameron. Buddy. Pal. Listen. You guys are going nowhere. The president's left the company. <laughs> I'm the future. I will hook you up. I will tell you what they're planning on doing. I'll have the dirt on everybody. Criminal record. Ever. I can do it for you. I'm a very sleazy man, but looks fine. Probably why I find myself unemployed and can't get on somewhere else. And uh, that's why I'm talking to these two losers at like 11 o'clock on a Tuesday or something ridiculous. I got nothing going on. All right, time's up. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> I didn't realize it was going to be like a 20 minute long mess. <laughs> Whatever, you should have been prepared. You're in radio. You can't communicate. Show prep. Uh, what are you doing with the rest of your show prep that you have to do? How often are you can get to talk to a PD in a top 10 market? And what did you do? You started talking yeah. about Nazis, and he's Jewish. Yeah, I am too. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. Later, bro. <laughs> Babe, it just IM'd me. It gives me the, oh, my God, you're such a dick. <laughs> Lefty and Reamer are going to visit and then kill you in your sleep. <laughs> Those are our radio friends. And believe it or not, we actually like them. Mm. Imagine what we do to the people we hate. Let's take a break. We'll come right back. So much more left in the hideout as we hang out. It's a 106.7. Dubs, you feel guilty at all? No. Did we ruin Reamer at all? No, we're good. Cameron, hire him. It's WJFK. You're listening to The Hideout. Oh, you can't dump that. You can't say that. What are you doing? We at the FCC feel that democracy is all about protecting the rights of the ordinary citizen. Unregulated radio would result in programming of the lowest common denominator. This radio person is the whole problem. Are we going to allow this guy to be heard by anyone who can turn a dial? Nobody knows who he is. I swear to God, nobody has any idea. No, even the show isn't real. I'm using a voice disguiser. I'm a phony just like my dad. See, the real me is just as worried as the rest of it. The Hideout with LFA. <laughs> 
and J-Dubs, giving you reasons to be even. This is the problem with free speech. WJFK, I am El Jefe, that is J-Dubs. Stay tuned for your chance to win a Girls Gone Wild America Uncovered DVD with Doug Stanhope, the co-host of The Man Show. Order Girls Gone Wild America Uncovered by calling 800-291-4402 or visit girlsgonewild.com. In fact, I was uh, rummaging through the little prize closet Mm -hmm. and they got that one and they got another one too. Uh, another one without Doug Stanhope that they gave us. And I think they sent it specifically for you and I, but I didn't want to steal it. Um, we'll just ask Jag, our promotion what, guy. What was it? Tomorrow. It was another base. I mean, just, you know, usual Girls Gone Wild. And I never realized how dirty the Girls Gone Wild DVDs are. Oh, yeah, they get they get real rough. They, after a while, like, uh, my friend uh, got, like, the one of the original ones. And what they do, they do, like, any other DVD you uh, sign up for. They will uh, send you the new ones, and you have to send them back to get the money if you don't want it. And he just kept all of them, and he said they progressively just becoming more and more porn-like. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of people are telling me, in fact, on the Instant messengers that they've gotten really dirty over the years. Yeah. It started out with just, I guess, the flashing. Like a, like a, like a Mardi Gras type tape. And basically now it's girl-on-girl action. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if... Do they have... Uh, guys get involved with it now, or is it mostly just chicks? Mostly just chicks. I gotta see this. That's why his girl's gone wild. Yeah, I guess that's true. But you're wondering if there are any of the dudes ha- sitting there having sex with the, the hot college girls. I, I don't think there's ever any penetration. Really? Yeah. It's just like my life. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, though. What about we go do a, a spring break show next year? If we were to do a spring break show from somewhere, where would you want to go do it? Uh, spring break show... We couldn't do it from Mexico. Cancun would be the best. I can't tell you the stories I have from Cancun. And that was the senior trip in high school. Ooh, man, we had so many great ones. What do you think? Because you went down to uh, Panama City, right? Panama City was fun, but we were there for eight days. We couldn't do it from Mexico. Cancun would be the best. I can't tell you the stories I have from Cancun. And that was the senior trip in high school. Ooh, man, we had so many great ones. What do you think? Because you went down to uh, Panama City, right? Panama City was fun, but we were there for eight days, and it got real tiresome by the end of the day. Actually, we left a day early. Really? Yeah, because we were just so tired, so beat up, so, you know, just hung over that we had to come home early. What about Baltimore? Baltimore would be fun. I want to go there for spring break. For spring break. All right, spring break. That's something I think we can make happen <laughs> there in the Inner Harbor. Um, speaking of tired and wearing yourself out, there's something about it that feels really good when it's at the end of a great amusement park day. Yeah. And that today to me seemed like almost the perfect amusement park day. Whereas it was a, it got a little hot. Then the sky opened up for what had to be about seven minutes and just rained. Maybe the hardest I've seen it rain here since Hurricane Isabel. And then it was just beautiful. 
And it was just a beautiful rest of the day and rest of the night. And I'm telling you, we got to get to one of these amusement parks around here. Yeah, I haven't been to any of them out here. I went to them back home all the time. Do you think it's Do you think it's creepy when older people go to amusement parks, or do you think you can still have fun with it? You can still have fun with it, but it is creepy in the sense that you're walking behind all these girls, and they look older from behind, but they turn around and you just see a mouthful of braces and you feel dirty. Because Dubs and I, we went to uh, the big amusement park in the Midwest, Cedar Point, and it was the very first, I guess time we really hung out with yeah, each other. Yeah, we took a station trip down there, like a bus trip. And we were with listeners, trapped in a bus with listeners, and, and not you good WJFK listeners. If you don't understand the, the rock station listeners, how they can be. I mean, uh, seriously, imagine being uh, in a bus full of 98 rock listeners. Yeah. That kind of rock and roll station. That's the station we were with. Where they're all sneaking on the bush light uh, cans, you and, know? And playing cards, and it was just so disgusting. Yeah, euchre. But Dubs and I, so we're around here. We're uh, we're doing this, and you know we got kind of bored. We're walking around. We start rating chicks. I mean that's a nine right there. And then she turns around, and lo and behold, she couldn't have been more than fifteen. And we didn't know it at the time. We we're like, what the hell is does this? That, does that make us peds? No, because we didn't know. If we had known, that does. But all right, what if you have sex with a girl who's fifteen, but she looks nineteen, and after you find out, you aren't into it anymore? But you already did the deed. Is that ped? I mean, technically, I guess it is. But I don't believe it makes you one if you really did not know. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, you, you know about the Tracy Lord stuff. Yeah, exactly. Have, have you ever seen any of that stuff? No, I haven't. I mean, she doesn't look that age, but, mm-hmm. you know. 866 That's a good question. Does it make you one? Well, whatever the case, I saw this thing about... Um, what if you make out... No, with, I'm not, I'm with, not com- a tr- with a transvestite that looks a lot like a woman. Are you gay if you do that? Did you know it was a dude? No. Uh-huh. But you, you did make out with a guy. You committed a gay act, but you're not gay. If you didn't, if you didn't purposely do it because you thought it was a man. Now you with Bowley Spears, by the way. Um, that continues to be the most looked-at link on RadioHideout.com. She's the female illusionist, looks just like Brittany, actually pretty damn hot. For you, you would know it's a guy, so it would be a gay act. I don't know. She She's hot. <laughs> but it's not a she, it's a he. It is a she. And it's got, it's got a goddamn Adam's apple, dude. She hides it well. Shut up. She, put, she shadows it. I like that. <laughs> So getting back to the amusement park thing, I'm on the AOL for broadband, and I see this. Roller coaster riders are trapped for a half an hour, 75 feet in the air, after a woman's wig got caught in the wheels. Apparently at the Coney Island uh, uh, Cyclone in New York, they had to be rescued because the wig blew off of a woman's head on the previous ride, landed right on the tracks. So that when the next roller coaster was coming up, it literally stopped it. The wig jammed up the roller coaster, and the people were stuck 75 feet in the air. Well, I mean, I think that there has to be some kind of uh, legal action they can take on the woman for uh, lost profits on there. Because they tell you to take off your hat if you're going to do one of those rides. I think it should count the same for a wig or one hand right on top. Now that was the worst because you always, whenever you go to an amusement park, you always want to wear a hat because you, you know, you feel like you're cooler or something walking around with a hat. But you got to take it off at every ride. You got to take off your glasses. You got to, you know, you do have to hold her. You got to shove it into your pocket. 
and it just never, ever works out. And then could you imagine being stuck? Could you imagine being stuck on one of these rides 75 feet in the air? I mean, I, I don't even know what I'd do. I, I hope they weren't stuck upside down. I guess I doubt they were. You know how scared I'd be? I was stuck on a ride. Seriously? Yeah, right. At, <laughs> you know, the, the first hill is always the biggest one. That's the one that we got stuck on. How high were you? I don't know. It's the Rebel Yell at King's Dominion. Someone, someone might know exactly how tall that first hill the is. The Rebel Yell? Yeah. They have one that goes backwards. It's they named it their Billy Idol song? Apparently so. <laughs> With the Rebel Yell! So what happened? Ma! Ma! How, long, how long were you stuck up there? About 45 minutes. You know, now that I think about it, I was stuck on a roller coaster. It was... No, yours is a weight roller coaster. <laughs> This was at the six- diet roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> this was at Six Flags Over Texas. I'm just going to ignore you. And it got stuck going up. And it was one of those things you lose. It has to go on the chains, and it's sitting there, and it's scooting up. And we were stuck there for 20 minutes. Now, it wasn't a very high one, but you just stuck there for 20 minutes, and, you know, you don't have anything to do. This is one of those things where I was, like, looking over top of the trees, and I'm afraid of heights to begin with. I am, too. So, like, I was sitting there, and I was, like, I was freaking out, and I was like, oh, my God, what the hell's going on? How long ago was this? This is about three or four years ago. King's Dominion? Yeah. Where's that one at? It's, um, I don't even know. It's is that not... the one near Richmond? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a Six Flags here, too? Aren't there, like, three around here? Yeah, there's Six Flags. is up in, I think it's in Maryland or something. Okay. Uh, Actually, I, it must be in PG County, because all the white people tell me you don't want to go to Six Flags. True. Is that seriously true? I've heard that, too. Really? Yeah. Somebody please tell us this, Kip. Kings, Kings of Minion is a little bit more white trashy. 866-277-4969. Well, what, with whatever theme park you go to, you're going to get the worst of either spectrum, <laughs> you know? You think so? The worst kind of people go to uh, go to uh, the amusement parks. Either they're very trashy, either they're the annoying Christian family, or either they are the... Uh, <laughs> That's such a good point. The annoying or, Christian family. Or it's a big class of kids. So no matter what, you're screwed. Have you ever walked around an amusement park and just thought to yourself as you're looking around, what if aliens landed at this moment <laughs> and saw this and looked at human beings <laughs> standing in line... To ride these rides and, like, somehow get the thrill, if you would, of uh, oddball phones ringing, bro. Um, somehow get the thrill of going up and down on, you know, up and down on these various, you know, rides and running around in circles and doing that whole kind of a situation. I mean, what, what if... Th- what if aliens landed and they saw this? We'd look like a bunch of little ants that are sitting here trying to get some sort of excitement in our lives. Well, they'd also think acid wash jeans are still in style, too. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. And cut they'd, off. They'd, they'd think everybody wants an airbrush shirt. <laughs> With their face on it. K-Dog, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, fellas? I've, yep. been, uh, I've been to that Six Flags, like, back a few years back when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And it's straight. Oh, it's okay. Now, you were a black man, though. Why do you think white people are scared of the Six Flags? Man, because black people are there. Is that the only reason? Is that the same reason why PG County has the bad label? Just because there's a lot of black people who pretend to be out there? I I guess. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the rides or the people or, uh, like, the food or nothing. They're just afraid of it. They're afraid of black people. Yeah. It's, it's all good. Is, is that a, is that a, uh, do they more cater to black people? 
out there though? Do they like serve more mm. black food and that yeah, kind of stuff? Like fried chicken. All right, come on. Now you're just uh, lying. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. I'm like, well, hey, goddamn it, K Dog. You know you can't encourage J Dubs. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> but they do. They do have a lot of like, like weird stores. And I don't know. I'm lit. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, thanks, bro. Five thousand. Five thousand. That's so funny. Steve, you're in the hideout of JFK. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Six Flags. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just like a lot of black people. You know, I don't. It, I don't know, like all the preppy white people wouldn't want to go there, but yeah, I went there with a couple of my friends last Saturday. Yeah, it's just all black people there. All right, so that, I would rather be with all the black people than the yuppies who go to the the more white ones. I gotta be honest, man. I think it would be way more fun being at one of these theme parks with black people. You know what? I would I would rather be around a bunch of people with the same colored skin than a, a, with a bunch of people with the same colored shirts, depending on what family they're with. No, I understand what you're saying. Uh, Mad Toker says, Six Flags equal ghetto, King's Dominion equals white trash. And I love funnel cakes. Oh, yeah. That's like the staple food. Cakes are the greatest. Or elephant ears. Um, elephant ears. Like, Michigan thing. Stupid Michigan thing. No, no. It, it, it's a traveling carnival thing. If you go to, like, the county fair, every county fair has elephant ears. In Michigan. In no. Fowlerville. The, the county fairs there, they go through the whole United States. Fowlerville. No, not Fowlerville. Fowlerville Fair. What it is, it's like a pancake but deep fried. It's wonderful. And it's only in Michigan. It's not only in Michigan. If you want... Euchre's only in Michigan. If I'll tell you this, growing up in Texas, I never saw an elephant ear until I got to Michigan, went to one of these stupid fairs. I'm sure if you did, they'd be really big, bigger than the ones they have in Michigan. What Everything's that? bigger in Texas. What it is, it's a, it's a deep-fried pancake, basically. They take the pancake Why batter. would you want that if you could get a funnel cake? That's why Michigan's behind the times. Seriously. Funnel cakes suck. <laughs> what? Compared to elephant ears. <laughs> there was such anger just to hurt you. <laughs> I know. That's the only thing you can say. You're like that caller yesterday. Couldn't defend his Republican point. So what does he say? It so sucks. No, just funnel cakes. How could you attack a funnel cake? <laughs> How can you attack an elephant ear if you've never had one? I have had one. No, you only in, I defy one caller to say they know what an elephant ear is. And you can't have a 517 or a 313 area code. How about the 810? Not interested. 866-277-4969. Now, are there any rides at an amusement park you're not riding? Anything you're not getting on? Um, No. I, well, me and my uh, chick went to uh, a fair. And we rode the um, the zipper. You know what the zipper is? No. It's that. It's the thing that's. Um, <clears throat> it's only. It, it looks like a zipper. It's uh, a big oval with a bunch of little carts connected to the side of it. And what you do, you just go around in a circle real quick, and the whole thing rotates as well. And you're you're spinning real fast. But the the thing is, I'm too fat to go on that ride anymore. So it popped open. And we almost, you know, fell out. See, I won't go any on anything that makes you go down fast with the quick falls. I don't go anything with a loop. How about, I don't go anything on but going backwards. How about the witch's wheel? I don't know. Is that another Fowlerville thing? Hide out. You're on the air. I gotta defend Dubs. Oh, uh, who is this, Cameron? Mm-hmm. What's up, baby? Elephant ears are nationwide. No, yeah, they're not. They are too. You got a Michigan connection as well. No, wait in two weeks for the Fairfax County Fair. You'll see it right there. Yep. Well, that's white trash, too. Is that going to be the next hideout appearance? <laughs> yeah. I hope so. That'd be great. If you want to go to the Fairfax County Fair? Can we do our show live from there? 
And you know it'll be great because it'll be after hours when all the carnies are drinking. Yeah. Actually, it's, a, it's pretty upscale for a county fair. It's actually very cool. The carnies are never upscale. Because <laughs> it's Fairfax. That's why. It's S nice. Stupid. All right, bro. Hey, what are you doing tonight? How you doing, baby? I'm just coming home from poker. Did you win? Oh, it was a good night. Did hey, LCB again tomorrow then? Uh, yes, I might be paying tomorrow again. It was a very good day. Let's go. Let's let's live it up then. Let's go down to Manassas and uh, the uh, what yeah, is DC? Yeah, Golden Corral. Done. I right, see it. Love that guy. Epic. <laughs> Slapping ourselves the tongue. <laughs> hey, like, let me tell you this real quick. All right, when I'd go to the Six Flags, I'd be at the Six Flags, and what I would do is there was this one particular ride. It was called the Mexican Hat. Oh, and I'm I'm the one living in the back. And so here's the thing: it would just it would just it would be a big sombrero, and it would kind of go up and down as it was spinning. And I loved this ride because it, it would give me that little tingly feeling down there. And so like every time you go up and you go down real fast, you get that tingly so feeling I, down there. What was it called? Um, it was like the sombrero or something. The sombrero. Mm -hmm. You'd ride a sombrero in your Mexican jumping beans and get going. Yes, exactly. It'd start tingling. And I loved this ride when I was a kid because you get all, like, dizzy high from it, and then you got the tingling down there. I used to love the crazy dance. What's that one? The crazy dance is, uh, they, they had it on one movie. I forget what movie it was. It was like, it might have even been, uh, what was that movie with Mark Wahlberg where he, uh... Oh, where he does a little diddling? Yeah. Um, Cape Fear? No. Oh, no, no fear. 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 Okay, Fear. I think they were riding that one, too. Hmm, I don't know. Jaff, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up? Hey, guys. Uh, by the yeah. way, Jaff, you're in the hideout of uh, com family. Uh, good to know that. What's going on, bro? Hey, another one. There's a ride down at King's Dominion called the Berserker. It's kind of like one of those big boat rides that goes upside down and keeps going around in circles. So we're standing in line, and we see this thing come floating down slowly. And then we look on the ground, and it's a wig. The guy lost his hairpiece. It just completely goes flying up. And this is what got those people uh, up at the uh, the uh, Coney Island, Coney Island yeah. stuck. It was a wig that ends up flying off. they got to start putting that on now. Those wigs are dangerous. So everyone's looking for the ball guy when he's trying to get off the ride, and the guy just ran off, didn't even go pick it up. He didn't even go to try to find it. <laughs> Thanks, brother. you got to ride that berserker, you know? I went with a girl who had kind of large breasts at the time, and uh, after yeah, she was your mom. Yeah, she's hot though. <laughs> but it, it's weird because that the berserker ride. I know what he's talking about. After the ride is over, it pushes in on your chest to release, and so she was started screaming in pain. I was like, "What? What?" And she's like, "My boobs! Oh my god!" I'm like, "Everyone's looking at she you." She couldn't get unhooked from whenever they strapped her in. Now the berserker, a great ride. It hangs you upside down, so as, if you're... As good as the wrestler. You remember the berserker. Wow. You guys are Jesus Christ. You guys, are, you guys know nothing. No, I'm not interested in wrestling. Hey, but you talk about taking a chick. To me, and I'm not kidding, the theme park, the amusement park, is the ultimate date place. A couple of reasons why. First of all, you can go there and have a conversation. You can sit there, you can people watch, you can goof on others... And the second great reason why an amusement park is a great place to take a chick on a date is that there's always the chance for contact. Yeah. Because either you'll have to sit next to each other or on some of the rides, like you sit and then she has to sit in front of you as if it were boat, like a motorcycle or something like that. I'm telling you, 
an amusement park a great place to take a date? It can be either be the greatest or the worst. Can you imagine being stuck in a three-hour line with a chick, and then you find out you don't like her at all? You know, after you get to talk to her for a while, and just knowing, oh God, not to spend the rest of the day with this girl, being in three-hour lines. Maybe it's not a great place for a first date, but maybe that second or third date when you're trying to look to get a little uh, a little serious, maybe look to get a little contact. Maybe you're on a ride. Maybe you just you shared the thrill of you know coming down one of those those high hills. You look at each other, you gaze into each other's eyes, and then you lip lock, you kiss. And so what happened with you and your mom at that? Uh, All right. Burger? Yes. John, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, bro? John, are you there? John going once, going twice. John is gone. So anyway, um, there it is. I just I I, I love. This time of year, because it's amusement park time. And we were actually talking about this a couple of days ago. We need to hit up either King's Dominion or Six Flags. Definitely. I vote for Six Flags because I love black people. Bateman, you won't go? It doesn't have as we many... We can take Fairfax, Mike, and Matt Albert. We'll be all right. It has nothing to do with the black issue. It's just they don't have as many good rides as King's Dominion does. Now, which one has all the water rides? Uh... I think Six Flags might have some, but King's Dominion has like a whole water park. I don't do water rides. If I do them, I do them with a t-shirt on. <laughs> That's fine with me. Is there a point where you get too old for the water rides? Because I remember going with my cousins, and they were like, dude, we're 15. We're not getting on the water rides. What, do you want to walk around wet all day? How are you going to chicks? Uh, they, have, they have the lockers there, and everything can take a shower and dry off. This is what I want to do is shower at an amusement park. And you know what? That was the worst. I remember that being a kid whenever you would get on the water ride, and then you'd walk around all day, and you'd get that shaving Shaking, yeah. in your thighs oh. from walking around. And now I just get that from walking around because I'm fat. <laughs> Such a fat pig. See, I always plan it so that's the last rides we go on. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's one at King's Dominion, like, it's the whitewater raft or whatever, and everyone loves that ride. That's the last one I always go on. I know this is true at uh, at uh, Cedar Point. I don't know if they do this at any other places, but they'll sneak a water ride in to the regular rides, and you, you, you figure it's not in the water area, so you won't get soaked. So you go on it. And then you end up soaked anyway for the rest of the day, and you didn't even go on any of the water rides. And you got your wet underwear that you got to sit in. And so I always took them off. And you know, the only bad thing getting back to the dates is that you got to go home and clean up first. Because the, the smell of Ooh. a woman who has walked around a theme park in white jeans all day. Oh, it's like, a, it's like a humidor. My mom smelled great after the dessert. Shut up. All right, let's take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. You're listening to 106.7 WJFK. You, my friends, are listening to The Hideout. The Hideout. Cafe and Dubs. Even retards can do a radio show. Uh, it's the hideout.
home stretch Tuesday evening. It is the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. That is J Dubs. My name El Jefe. And we want to talk to you. 866-277-4969. 866-277-4969. Complete open phones. Don't do it that often. Open phones during the last segment, whatever it is that you want to talk about, we are available. Also go to RadioHideout.com. Join the Radio Hideout online family as um, it really has taken over. Uh, it's a life of its own. Don't forget Thursday night, J.J. Muldoon's in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Another opportunity to qualify for the trip for two to Mazalan, Mexico with the karaoke contest. And I know that a ton of people are uh, getting ready, as a matter of fact, to get signed up. They want to try to win this. They want to try to qualify and move on from there, J-Dubs. Um, a couple of, I guess, uh, housekeeping issues that I want to get into, including coming up Friday. Um, oh, as a matter of fact, here he is. The subject of Friday's show on the line right now, Death Source. You're in the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Are you ready to get your tattoo, brother? I am ready. I'm uh, ready for this name. Recap name to be removed, yeah. Recapping everybody on Death Source real quick. He's a buddy of ours. Actually, someone who we got to know through the website, RadioHideout.com. Um, he's had a whole bad situation with his ex-wife, which we really can't even talk about anymore for legal reasons. However, he has her name tattooed on his arm. He wanted to get it covered up. So Now, without getting into this too much, was it the stuff when his... Uh, when the mother-in-law called in. And now that's getting all exactly. ugly. Okay. So anyway, she called? Honky Tonk Tattoo, our buddies, are going to be in. There's a link on RadioHideout.com. They're going to be in to cover up Death Source's ex-wife's name tattoo uh, with a tattoo of Rodimus Prime. Um, I believe we changed it from snorting coke to smoking a J. Really? Well, that was for Death about, Source. He's I'm, got he's got kids involved. He wants about, to be able to pass along as a cigarette. How about smoking angel dust? <laughs> okay, well that's what we'll say. Smoking angel dust. Okay. Yeah, that works for me. What's going on with you, Death Source? I'm sure it does. Well, I'm actually calling in to give you guys the MafiaLife.com family report. Real quick, what's going on there? MafiaLife.com, proud sponsor of the Hideout. We created a family. I believe Ron and Fez, their listeners are going to be creating a family on my. Uh, uh, MafiaLife.com to take on the Hideout family and all these other families. Well, we're way more established than they are. How are we doing so far? How many members? Uh, we have 17 members. And are we winning? We are actually, we're not, not even out of protection yet, and we are already number, I think, number five out of seven families. Look at that. Which is pretty good without being able to do anything yet. Moving up. You see how the Hideout just grows on you? It really seriously just like, it's like a fungus. And not only, and this is on the online world, too, whether it's our website or whether it's MafiaLife.com. And MafiaLife.com has taken away my uh, Transformers obsession and become a Mafia obsession. You saw what I sent you. He sent me this whole spreadsheet. He has, like, laid out. Remember we talked to Julia Bauer, who has spreadsheets for people she has sex with? Yeah. No, no, not these guys. Not our listeners. They have spreadsheets as to when they can play with MafiaLife.com. Their work hours... What their what their strengths are, their weaknesses. That's beautiful. You ready for the tattoo? We'll see you. We'll see you Friday, bro. See you Friday, guys. All right, bro. We'll see you then. Good to know already. Five out of seven. I want to win the goddamn league or the mafia life or whatever it is we got to do. I want to win that. All right. Now I got somebody saying here. How are you going to go to JJ Muldoon's on Thursday when you have a news hounds game? <laughs> oh wow, news hounds. 
You know what? Stop! Did you dump that? Yes. You're a son of a bitch. Bow on your sounds. You're going to run out of dump. I'm going to keep doing it until you run out of dump. Did you do it again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Suck. <laughs> so, anyway, um, hey, speaking of athletic prowess, so I'm hanging around the building the other day, and can you imagine, and Bateman's asking me, do I need to beam that out on the replays? First yes. Of all, first of all, I doubt this segment's going to get saved, but secondly, no. I'm walking around the building. I want you to beep every time Bow Wow News Hounds, and even when I said it right there, comes up on the air. So here's the thing. Alan, so I don't know where, but our our um, our general manager out of nowhere challenges me to a basketball game. That's kind of gay. Alan, who's, who has to be like 5'5", five, 5'5", five, five, five and a buck 65 if wet, challenges me to a basketball game. And he wants to do this whole thing where we have like this... WJFK like tournament where it oh I'd take it where where it's like people from the station so it's like me it's him Tim McWilliams one of the sales guys who's got to be like fifty something he wants to be in it because apparently he challenged Allen okay how about this the hideout team uh, with the hideout players versus uh, Allen and whatever sales scrub he wants to add onto the team takes us on. If we win, we get raises. I'm down. You want what? I think I have his extension. All right. So who is it? You and me? Me, you, Bateman. Bateman blows. And if Oddball wants to jump on board too, we'll do four and four. I'll take Oddball. In seriously, in two seconds before Bateman. That's a safe bet in basketball. Yeah, seriously. If we were in like UFC or something, Bateman's—he's my guy. But otherwise, I'm not interested. This is Alan Linewand, Infinity Broadcasting, WJFK Radio. I'm unavailable right now, so please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you, and have a nice day. I'll record your message at the tone. When you're finished, hang up or stay on the line for further options. Alan, it's the hideout, and we are here to officially accept your challenge of the WJFK Basketball tournament dubs what stakes have you laid out the stakes will be the hideout team which uh will be the three or four of us oh let's just say two me and you mean mean you take on alan you and anybody of your choice at the station i say tim mcwilliams you and tim mcwilliams if you uh, if we win we get a raise if how about you, that if you win uh, you get a segment on the show. <laughs> now you get whatever you want from us. <laughs> you get to you get to uh, keep dangling the carrot along. Yeah, we get to stay around. We'll stay around for another six months. How about that? Even though there's nothing technically uh, that's been signed, we'll do that. How about that? That's where it is. Raises or we bolts <laughs> all over a basketball game. I'm willing to say this now. Oh, how about this? What? Okay. If uh, ah, that Both ways I win there. Go ahead. Say it okay. anyway. If, if we win, you, we get a raise. If, if uh, you win, you help me move. <laughs> if Alan wins, he gets to help you move. Yeah. There it is, Alan. We expect some sort of a reply, hopefully in person tomorrow during the Hideout Live. We'll talk to you then. There are the stakes.
Does Alan have a box truck? Uh, I actually already hung up on him, and probably. He probably owns 15 of them. He's so rich. That guy's <laughs> amazing. Tom, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, brother? What's up, guys? Hey, what's happening? Just want to let you guys know, tomorrow night in uh, Summer's Restaurant in Arlington, they're going to have this uh, World Cup qualifier match at Brazil against Argentina. Guys, even if you don't like soccer. The- All right, what do you think? Where do you think we are? <laughs> Where you can use the F word. Not only where you can use the F word, but you go on and then use the F word and then say believable. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Are we I replacing mean, for goddamn? We can still say that. Yeah. I'm goddamn believable. I mean, Jesus. And you're talking about soccer. No one's going to go watch soccer unless it's Johnny Punani and he's sitting there salivating over Freddie Adu. Wouldn't that be great if we could set that up? Uh, Johnny Punani, garden goal against Freddie Adu. I would give everything. I want to talk to Freddie Adu. Punani says he can make it happen. Not right now because he's real busy. The Adu kid's real busy. But he says before the end of the year we'll get an interview with Freddie Yeah, Adu. It's going to be dead by then. You know, He'll be 15. It's not a story anymore. Isn't he 15 now? Is he? Yeah. No, I don't like him then. How about he, he has a learner's permit. I don't need him. How about this? I'm liking this one. Bateman's thinking back in the back. Allen versus Punani in soccer for our raises. Or how I like that. Is Allen kicking? I think they both have to kick. What if it's a skills challenge? What if we set out a whole bunch of little cones? I still don't like Punani's chances. Against Allen Linewand, our general manager who's got to He's be like fit. 40, 50 something. The same with Punani. <laughs> Punani's 40, 50 something and fat. He's just so fat. He's this big blob. And we have, you know, a very uh, athletic Alan Linewind. How about this? A bake-off between Punani and Alan. Oh, I'll, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Because Punani's actually Punani. a baker in his real life. Punani can bake anything. You think Alan's ever been in a kitchen? Bake me a shoe, I'll eat it. You think Alan's ever been in a kitchen? Mm. What do you think it's like to be in the life of our general manager? Because he's got a hot wife. In fact, we got his children cut a, an ID for us. Hot um, wife, nice kids. Yeah. Money. Right. Yeah. He's got a doll. Hmm. Except for Mel. Seriously? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. All I know is that Mel Carmazan, who who resigned from Viacom uh, today, um, stood up for, you know, the talent a lot. And I, I, it was a real weird day around here. Yeah. Where a lot of people felt like we, we lost the fearless leader. Well, today was a day where it was like, yeah, we'll be fine. But you, you could tell... And their eyes are like, I don't know, maybe we will, maybe we won't. Well, I was talking to people behind closed doors. And they're like, oh, dude, it's over. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're like, it's over. You just don't know how over it is. It's a matter of time. Start looking for jobs now. <laughs> That's a little uh, little jump in the gun. Everybody said that when uh, Jan Jackson... Well, you, you know how radio people are. Oh, yeah. It's not over. No. You know how radio people are. They're just ready to get fired. Yeah. Well, it's a good uh, it's a good thing to live by. <sighs> I'm always ready to be fired, but I'm not ready to be fired because ownership change or anything like that. I'm ready to be fired because I say something stupid. Like, what was it you said that got you and Reamer fired from your Saturday Oh, night I'm not saying it anymore. You know it. You know, and it sounds so bad out of context. One more time. No. Seriously, just one more time. You say it. All right, you said something to the effect of, Women who get raped are opportunistic bitches. Isolate it. 
Now, that's what Dubs said. It, it doesn't matter when you isolate it and take it out of what, you know, the, I said it. I can have it on cart here all the time. Oh, yeah? Well, I'm not going to go grab it and have it here on the instant replay. So we're we, just... we deleted that segment. Oh, you son of a bitch. You're right. God damn. And you set me up because Bateman was like, I was hitting F8 right as he said it. <laughs> I've saved it already. I'm a feminist. I don't even think that's cool. By the way, you know what else I find kind of uncool? The fact that in the Kobe Bryant case... They are not allowed to say the word victim anymore. No, I, I agree. He shouldn't be able to until he's found guilty because when you say victim over and over again, before it's over, the uh, the uh, jury already thinks that he did it. Now, isn't this something? Isn't this changing some sort of a precedent though? Where isn't it always been able? Haven't you always been able to say victim? Well, I mean that's ridiculous if you have been. And it, I just find it odd that it's the Kobe Bryant case is the first case because you're right; it is prejudicial. I mean, it's definitely something that had to be... I, I wouldn't let it slide. Yeah. There's no you, way. You can say alleged victim, I suppose. Yeah. Or the... Uh, I would have no problem with that. But even if you're still using the word victim, you're, you're putting a little uh, little thing into every juror's mind is, oh, she already you she know, was already victimized. I was arguing with a woman today who said, hey, she went up there at 1 o'clock in the morning. What was she expecting? And I'm like, you're a chick. I mean, do I have to tell you that a chick should be able to say no and then that that... That once she says no, it becomes rape? I can't believe that I, as a feminist, have to educate women. That's my job here in the hideout. To educate you ladies what your rights should be. And when no means no. I'm just... Uh, it pisses me off that everybody's already calling him guilty. Yeah? I hope he is. I hate really? you, Bryant. I think he did it, and that's just me. He's so well, smug. He did He's it. always been smug. Nobody thought that Tyson did it. No. Come no, on. No, when I, the, I, boxers are, for the most part, animals. Dude, I could, swear to God, if you went back to when the Tyson thing went down, everybody was like, what? Why would Tyson rape her? He could have any chick he wanted. That's the same thing they're saying about Kobe Bryant. You look at it now, Tyson's a maniac. Of course he did it. But at the time, nobody thought he could do it because he was not, Mike Tyson. Kobe's a good kid. What? Yeah, you know, if he raped her, he's not. But Obviously not. But he looks like a good kid. I, I no, mean, he I'm doesn't. giving him the benefit of the doubt. He looks shady. Uncle Why? Because he's black? No. Uncle Ryan, you're in the hideout on JFK. Stop trying to bait me, dude. What's, yeah. going, what's going on, bro? What's up, my man? Hey, I'm going to let you guys know I'm, I'm going to be at J.J. Muldoon's on Thursday. Uh, you guys know I do some rapping and stuff, but I got a funny story. Is Lance and Chuck going to be doing uh, full rocking karaoke there? No, they. I don't believe they're going to. They're involved with this whole uh, trip to Mazatlan, uh -huh. Mexico thing. You guys know him, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course, through the run of Funny story, real quick, man. Around my way, uh, I do some freestyle rapping when they get up there, and they let, I put in my beats, and they let me do my rapping. Mm -hmm. My girl came up specifically to see me rap, and uh, they kept delaying it and delaying it, letting these people sing like three, four times before I even got up once. Mm -hmm. Finally, my girl got up. She got so pissed. You guys know Dustin? Yes, well, it's one of yeah, one of the guys that worked yeah, with him. But anyway, he, she went up there to him, and she started cursing him out. Took the TV video screen in front of like the the karaoke thing, threw it across the bar, so I got banned from karaoke. But if they're not up there, how do I sign up for that? How do you I get in? Just show it? up early, get there before eight o'clock. JJ Muldoon's on Thursday. I'll tell you this: I'll let you rap first 
before you sing. Can I do freestyle? You can freestyle. Uh, most deaf. You will uh, be there. It sounds like it's Marshall and Kim Mathers who are going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, how how much uh, liquid courage did it take for her to do that? Yeah. You know? uh, actually, you know what? I do better when I don't have anything in me. No, no. I, I'm talking about your chick when she broke the monitor. Um, she had about three uh, crown rolls on her. Is she is she hot? She's hot. She'll be there. Brother, or uh, sister, or uh, white girl? She's a white girl. Ah, all right. White girl always. Oh, like, come on. Like my coffee. All right. All right, we'll see you then. All right, babe. I'll see you, Rafe. All right, Uncle Ryan. Red, you're in the hideout on JFK. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good, bro. Good. Good. I was just listening to you guys. I'm on the way home from work, and I was listening to you guys talk about Kobe Bryant and Mike Tyson. Mm hmm And I just got to say that not guilty. Uh, Kobe. Why would you say that? What, what is well, well, what is it about it, Kobe? The, well, in, in my opinion, I, I, I got to admit, I haven't followed the case that closely. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that I've heard so far is vaginal bruising. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the only thing I've heard. You've got a a very large. All right, athletic. I got you. I got you. I know. You, you see what, what I'm saying? saying? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, come on. If that's your only argument, I'm, and, and these girls know what they're going for. I mean, at the same time, even though women are heading up to your rooms, that doesn't mean that that's an automatic. It, you get well, to hit it. It doesn't. It, it doesn't mean that it's an automatic. It doesn't mean it's an automatic. You get it. I agree with that. However, mm -hmm. they knew where they were going. Uh, I, I believe that the the girls did it willingly. And then said, yeah, you know, I can get a lot of money out of this. Why not? Well, the, the funny thing about that is she's not going for any money out of this thing. But well, the thing this, that really, the thing true. that really hurts her. Is it was very uh, it, it was very open and uh, consensual up to a point. Yeah, and that, that's and, from what I understand, they they were maybe playing a little around the world game. And when you're about to finish up the around the world game, that's when she was like, no, no more. And that's when things kept going. Right. That's what I hear. She got her and well, goes, no more. One thing you can say is you know Kobe at least feels guilty because I, I mean, did you see the ring that he bought his wife? I oh mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, he he, he definitely he cheated on her at least. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, you 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 don't do that stuff if you don't feel guilty. If you're not, if you know. Well, that's I, just for the cheating, though. I believe. Well, sure, sure, but I mean, I just I just gotta say, I I never felt that Mike Tyson was guilty personally. He's a that's, psycho. All right, Rev, we gotta let you go right out of time. Right. Thank you for the it call. It was good talking to you. All right, all right, see you, man. What's up, Oddball? And you don't think this girl's not going to have book deals and, and... Oh, I'm sure. You know, movies of the week and everything else lined up as soon as there's a verdict on But, the, I mean, seriously, money. how many women want to be known as the chick that got raped by Kobe Bryant? Girl, Me? Girls I, I would be that girl. Girls don't go out there saying, oh, you know what I want to be in life? I want to be the chick that got raped. So, uh, you know so what? State figures at them, they'll change their tune. It, not, I swear to you, you couldn't offer the majority... The majority, maybe 99% of women, six figures to say, from now on for the rest of your life, you're going to be known as the chick that got raped. It's really hard to sit here. I don't think. It's, it's really hard. Five, to... ten years, anybody's going to remember? Yes. I still remember The Accused, that movie. You know, I, it's really hard to sit here and uh, give them both the benefit of the doubt, you know, because you want to. You don't want to think he raped her. You don't want to think, you know, that she's lying. Mm -hmm. But someone is. Now, Bateman says, does this mean you can hit them in the face if they come up to your room? If they ask for it. Only if they ask for it. And make sure you get them to sign something. <laughs> That's like, you see that Chappelle or show? Make, or make sure they got a wired jaw. That Chappelle show bit where it's like, you know, even before sex now, you got them having signed everything saying, yes, I consent to this. I even consent to around the world. Wasn't it? Who was it? Was it Chubby Checkers who used to take pictures with the chicks beforehand so he didn't, you know. 
I would I carry around a, a little tape recorder before saying yes, and then I manipulate it with Cool Edit Pro, just in case something goes wrong. Um, oh, Matt's mad at me because I didn't get Uncle Ryan to rap more. Well, you're going to have to go to J.J. Muldoon's Thursday. And for you, uh, Matt Albert, that's uh, that's in Gaithersburg. It's not too far from Frederick. You can make it down. That's close enough for you. Again, giving away the trip to Mazalan, Mexico. Good open lines. Good job, guys, bringing up a whole bunch of uh, great topics there as we move along. Tomorrow we will check in with Karen from Women Against Bush. And I know we're working on a couple of other interviews that Bateman has some feelers out there. Some really good quality stuff that hopefully we'll be able to knock out for you before the end of the week. And we still didn't get to that Girls Gone Wild DVD. I got to be honest. I, I kind of, I'm going to stop mentioning it so that our listeners forget. And that's just another one that we can take home. Yeah. And that porno dance stuff, amazing. I haven't gotten into mine yet. Really? Dude, you're missing out. It's good stuff. That's our new best friend. By the way, I guess we already covered it, but Bateman, have you heard anything from Abby Wan, the girl who stood you up? I wonder what happened with that. How about this? Do you have her phone number? Hold on. I know we're about to end the show. Let's talk to... Oh, look at this. Yo. What happened? You talked to Abby Wan? Uh, she called me today. What'd she say? I don't know. She left a voicemail. I didn't call her back. Can we play it? Uh, it's really quick. It's like, hey, this is Abby. Give me a call. Yeah? Yeah. You think you got something going on there? Probably not. Come on. How about a little coffee? I wonder if, I wonder if he knows we uh, had Megan leave the phone. <laughs> We're getting Megan and Meredith and Colette to call him. Why don't we do that? All right, never mind, Bateman. We'll talk to you later. Can I, hit, my number. can I hit the dump button so you didn't hear that? That's our new thing from now on. We just go to different phone numbers, and we just get different hot chicks that we know to call Bateman. And, and then pretend like it's people from his real life. All right, we're tired. I like you don't like that idea. I like the idea, but I think when we wake up, it won't be as good of an idea as we think right now. That's what we're gonna do tomorrow. All right, let's uh, let's get out of here. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. It's the Hideout, one hundred six point seven WJFK. Let's tell some hefe. Thank you to everybody. Wow, well, bitch, five thousand. Five thousand. Sleep with Hefe. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Oh, oh. Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Tommy's a virgin. You prey on people, Cam. You prey on people, Cam. So don't feed me your f***ing lies, Cameron. I've been the healer. So don't feed me your f***ing lies, Cameron. Don't listen to the naysayers. Naysayers. 
Tommy's a fag. Tommy's a virgin. Oh, God, no more. No. <laughs> I'm on the gay side. How good does he look? Douche chill. Hi, this is Troy Aikman. Hey, you're tuning in to the hideout with Hefe and J-Dub. This is Red Smooth, Washington Redskins. Not interested.